0: You're listening to the Manning Up on Real Estate Podcast with your host, Cameron Manning. We bring you the industry experts each episode who will help you man up on your real estate career. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Manning Up on Real Estate Podcast. I appreciate everyone joining us here today and we're bringing to you another exciting interview. Um, Again, you're kind of starting to see a theme with these interviews as we've been pumping them out. This is another, another gentleman that I met off of the Clubhouse app. And again, if you're not on that app, there are so many amazing opportunities for you to meet and grow and learn for such amazing people, such as my next guest today. And as I mentioned, we are taking the podcast global now, and we're jumping all the way to Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas with Mr. Greg. And Greg, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Cameron.
0: I appreciate you joining me now. I'm excited to, uh, get, to know, get to know you a little bit better because we've been chatting for a, a couple of months now on the Clubhouse app. And I've definitely seen that you are you're someone who loves to add a lot of value and you, you are very different. You're doing some crazy things out there in your approach to real estate that from the traditional standpoint wouldn't make sense to a lot of those agents who've been doing it for 20, 30 years. And so I definitely want to dive into that. And I think there's going to be a lot of value behind that in this podcast today. But again, I want to get to know Greg a little bit. So, Greg, tell us about yourself. Like, you know, what, what's life like down in Vegas for you? How did you get into real estate? What was the driving factor? And we'll, we'll kind of build from there.
1: Okay, sounds good. So, uh, I've lived in Vegas for about seven years and I got into real estate not as a first or even second career. This is kind of like my fourth career uh, when I turned 35. I was, I think I was in what I call, you know, quarter life crisis, midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. And you realize that what you were doing didn't work. And because I was unhappy with what I was doing from a career standpoint, it really transpired into different avenues like relationships fell apart, friendships fell apart. And I felt like I needed to rebuild. I got into real estate because after buying and selling personally for myself, I said, I can do this better than anyone else. And what better time, right? What better time when everything felt like it fell to the ground and I had to pick everything back up. I said, let's go into real estate. So I worked for a luxury furniture company for eight years and I had a conference and went back to San Francisco, had a conference. And I told my leader at that point, it's me, not you. Here's my open-ended uh, resignation. You tell me. Then I took three weeks, went into real estate school, took all the courses that are required, passed the test, went back to work. They're like, your two weeks are ending like immediately, like at the end of the month. Your two weeks starts now. I'm like, okay, this is the wake-up call. Yeah. I, was, I was not anticipating that. So all as right. someone that I thought was with the company for eight years, I maybe have provided enough value, where they would like, hey, stick around for a month, two months to help transition this. You
0: get your feet under you and things like that, but...
1: Exactly. And I was just being open, honest, and transparent. And I realized that when I am not working on my own dreams, I'm working on other people's dreams. And when other people's dreams and my dreams don't align, they want me completely out. So I got into real estate and started building the ultimate business that I wanted. So I got into real estate in uh, July of 2019. So trucking <laughs> along, you know, everything looks good. Got my first deal three months in, you know, from social media. Then I was like, okay, I need to actually do a little bit more, right? And yeah. Then I was like, okay, dump social media. Social media doesn't work. Paid for leads, whatever. Did open houses. Uh, yeah. Did open houses so well that I made up my goal uh, all the of 2020. But as we all know, 2020 was a very... Unexpected year.
0: Yeah, you could say that again. I think, uh, you know, especially because you're not even a full year into it now at this point, and you get slapped with such a a monumental global crisis, right? And I mean, yeah, that that is definitely a for a lot of people, it could be a very deterring thing. You know what I mean? And for the other people, it creates opportunities. You know, they always say that opportunity is created in crisis, right? And so, so, how did how did the pandemic serve you? To build what you're building now, then.
1: Well, the pandemic started with, oh yeah, we're you know everything's going to be shut down for a couple of weeks. Then yeah. everything went back to normal. When the couple of weeks started in the middle of March, and it didn't end at the very beginning of April, I was like, oh no, I need to do something to occupy my time. I was yeah. either going to learn a foreign language, which was Mandarin, because I don't know how to speak Mandarin, <laughs> or learn something called a language of TikTok. I leaned heavily on TikTok, and next thing I know, I was dancing like the kids. Thirty days of dance, and I told myself, "Why would do, I do, dance?" Do, 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 do. Pretty much, do, 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 do. yeah, totally. If you went back, you could totally see how I did my early TikToks, and yeah. I did thirty days straight. And I told myself, because I did it for thirty days, it takes thirty days to build a habit. Yeah, I built a habit. Then I realized, okay had a referral, got back into the real estate business and let social media go to the wayside again. Right. Then after a while, I was like, August 1st, I had a transaction that ended at the end of July. I felt like a brand new agent all over again. No leads, no escrow, nothing.
0: Back to square one.
1: And the pandemic was not. Anywhere we did, we had no idea, so I was like, "What?" Well, did and I by do? that
0: point, too, I mean, the U.S. was now on the global scale as like it's bad here, like you know, and and of course there was all the other turmoil that was happening in the states at the time too. I mean, you know, as a Canadian, we were looking like. What's happening down there? Right? And ours is like, you know, full-blown crisis. Like, what the heck is happening?
1: Some people were wearing masks. Certain states had me. Yeah, it was a mess. There was riots. There was
0: not riots. There was like, you
1: know. Pretty much. And then election, I was like, okay, got to shut off. So I told myself, let's start getting to work. If I had all the time in the world, what would I do? So I started building TikTok. And I found success quite early i mean again three months after getting into tiktok november came my first transaction from tiktok and i was like is this real like this can't be real someone's reaching out to me again because of tiktok on tiktok can't be real so i went into just professional mode Hey, how are you? Because the purpose of a meeting, just like as most realtors are, let's talk to that person. Let's try to get that listing. Let's try to do it. And it was a listing. 15 minutes on the phone, land in my second meeting. I was like, okay, I'm meeting the gentleman at his home. I go in. I didn't even look at the address because I thought it was fake. Again, (laughs) you'll believe it until it happens to you, right? Totally, yeah. I step into a custom home in a community called calico ridge here in henderson in las vegas and it was one of the most expensive homes sold during uh 07 and i was like you must be kidding me right Right, and i have
0: you'd be pinching yourself as you're walking up
1: and i was like okay this home is a little dated but everything is clean you know as as long as the home is clean smells clean and is presentable it's going to sell And I said, hey, after this, here's the net sheet, did my 45 minutes. Literally in an hour, after an hour, he said, you know, let me think about uh, all this. I was like, no problem. Let me touch base with you tomorrow morning. If you feel as confident as you feel now tomorrow morning, I will like to meet you in person tomorrow afternoon, same time, same place at the home. And let me grab the keys from you. He's like, perfect. In the morning, I texted him, can I earn your business? He's like, absolutely. I'll see you at five o'clock. Boom. That was my first listing off of TikTok, $799,000. That's amazing. And it didn't stop there. Next thing you know, came my first million dollar deal. Yeah. And came my second million dollar deal. (laughs) Then I realized that, oh, okay, maybe what I was putting out was, Content that was attracting at a higher level, yeah. And Instead of
0: clearly creating a value with your content too, because people wouldn't call you if they didn't find there's a value that you're adding to them for them to want them to them reach out and get more,
1: right? Exactly. I'll share the uh, the third uh, client was a million dollar client. Uh, he was a CIO of a tech company in Seattle. He first reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, coming down." Uh, to celebrate my sister's birthday. When I look at some houses, I'm like, cool. Who are you? Oh, I'm this person. Great. I'll see you at this point. I'll give you the address 24 hours before. Meet us there. At that point, um, I've already started building my team because through social media and through TikTok, I was able to uh, attract other agents that share the same passion, that share the same enthusiasm uh, of wanting to build a real estate business as many people started getting into real estate at that point. So we went, showed the home, and during this time before coming, he's like, hey, Greg, do you know any good bakeries around? I'm like, absolutely. Here's another TikTok bakery that I'm really close right. friends with. Here's a promo code. They even deliver, just give them your address and say you, uh, that Greg sent you, they'll probably hook you up. They were like, you know what, thank you so much. They had a great time. Did we find the house? There, right there, and then, absolutely not. Because right. at a million dollar plus, you just don't land deals automatically. So we know they're, they're going to have
0: some needs and wants that you know, first time out, you're you're just getting to know what they want at that point, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And it took about a couple months. In January, it we went into contract for a two point three million dollar brand new build, completing Ooh. next year. So. Works
0: a little over Um, double what you went down for, like you know.
1: So, and then you know, as a brand new agent again, I felt like, okay, well, I've earned my 2022 paycheck. What do I do now, right? So let's start building a team. Um, I now have five agents on my team. All we do is social media. All we do is social media attraction. And since August of last year to now, uh, this week, I am committed to reaching my, why would I say my vision board goal of a hundred thousand friends and followers on TikTok.
0: And I just looked before we, uh, we started this interview. You're extremely close. Like you're at like 98 point something, I think, right?
1: Very, very close. And
0: the so, so if you guys are listening to this and if he hasn't reached a hundred, which I bet by the time this is actually out and you're listening to this, he's already reached it, but go and check him out and make sure you follow that TikTok and like even if he owes over hundred thousand, let's get him to that 150 mark as quickly as we can. Let's keep growing that. Cause honestly, like, you, you know, rewinding a little bit here because obviously we, we've gone deep into like that, that first two years, like you're only two years in this business at this point. Now you got licensed yeah. at, you said July, 2019, right? Or June? Right.
1: July, uh, yeah. July,
0: July. So July, 2019, he's gone from working full-time surviving a pandemic Building nearly a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, selling million-dollar deals because people find them on TikTok, to now growing a team. And the interesting thing that I I I, I love about it, and I'm a big fan, so obviously I, I follow Gary Vaynerchuk and all of them, and says, go onto these apps when it's early because that's when you're going to get that organic reach. And of course, everyone says the, oh that's for kids, oh teenage girls go on there and dance, and then great on there and dances right <laughs> but at the end of the day you're, you're living proof that if you early adopt and you start actually utilizing the, the product what it actually is it does eventually start to skew right that that demographic starts getting older and now it becomes a viable social media platform that you can legitimately lead generate from and you know even today I was having a conversation um, or sorry I was listening to a conversation, where one of the big agents in our area was talking about how, you know, they're just going to double down back on Instagram because they did that two years ago and it really, really worked. And so they're going to do that again because they know it works. And the only reason they would go on TikTok is if they had their 13 year old daughter help them. And I'm like, you're missing the mark, (laughs) you know, Um, there's another big agent that you and I both know, Glenda Baker, that's absolutely killing it on TikTok as well. And I mean, when you look at the age range of these people that are killing it, they're not 13 year old agents, right? You know? So this is where I think that you are really standing up for a platform now and you're really broadening what a lot of realtors are starting to see as an opportunity out there. So let's take, let's, let's dive into TikTok a little bit more because obviously I know it's, it's something you love talking about. You, you go up on stage and that's the thing you you hit home. Um, What is a couple things that if someone were to be an agent that wants to start growing a TikTok account, uh, what would be the top three things that you would recommend that they start doing on their TikTok right away to start getting that growth and getting that engagement?
1: All right, three things. Number one, people need to know who you are. So for the first thousand followers, it's not about posting things uh, as a realtor or any profession, right? Get to know your audience by providing who you are. Because people are gonna connect with you as a person before they connect with your profession. Because as we all know, our professions can go away in an instant. The second thing, once you get to a thousand, or let's just say working on the first thousand, what you wanna do is do four things. I would say the four E's of really all social media. You either are educating, entertaining or a combination of both. You have a An emotional entertainment, side. Right? Entertainment, you have to be a little bit interesting. You can pull on the emotional, meaning by sharing a story, it doesn't mean I have to cry by the end of watching the TikTok, but the emotion could be, I feel happy. I feel optimistic. But the last E that you have to do is engage. Yes. You can do all the videos you want, all the posts you want, but if you're not engaging and taking part in the comments and commenting back, you're not going to build that audience. Yeah. So I would say the four E's is you know number two. And the third one's probably the most, uh, the third piece is the hardest for a lot of people to get uh, through in their head is you need to show your face. You need to hear, people need to hear your voice. Why yeah. that is once they are a customer and a client. They, you are going to meet with them and you, they're going to hear your voice. So if yeah. you say you don't have the face for video or if you don't have the voice for video, I don't think I did at the very beginning. So the first thousand uh, followers or during that time is your experimental phase. Get all of the, what I call the jitters out yeah. and just start building. It's about not consistency. It's just about doing it. If you did one video, do another one the following day. It's only 15 seconds. When it's only 15 seconds and it takes you four hours to edit that 15 seconds, it's not because of skill, it's because of the mindset. You feel like you wanna curate this beautiful, luxurious 15 second video. It's only 15 seconds. You can't sell a house using a 15 second video. However, you can build an audience with many, many videos, in, in the whole realm of things.
0: Well, it's interesting because obviously with TikTok, you can do up to a minute long and you definitely see some of the ones where people spend some serious time. And I will be the first to admit it that I've definitely done that too. You know, I'll do all this filming on a property then I'll go on to like uh, that Splice app, let's say, put it all together, get it all looking nice, post it. And next thing you know, I get like 400 hits. And then I turn around and I had a random video of me being super excited about discovering this hidden door in a property. So I had my client film me as I like open this thing up and I'm like, you know, total scooby doo moment. And then next thing you know, it gets almost 3000 hits. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes those curated videos aren't the ones that we think are going to, like we might like them, but they're not going to be the ones that engage. Right. So sometimes we overthink it and I definitely believe in that. And I, I like to your point too, and you said that you didn't think you had the face or the voice for video. I would say that I 90 something percent of people out there probably feel the same. I know I did, right? I still I, do. I still do. I'm my biggest critic. Even even doing this podcast, folks. If you're listening to, I'll be the first one to listen to back and be like, maybe I should just delete this, right? So, so if you guys are nervous about you know putting your face out there, whatever, who cares? At the end of the day, someone will see it. And if they don't like it, they'll probably never see you again. And is what it is. Now, the one thing though that most people are scared of when they start diving into it, and I know I've had my fair share, is those people who are the trolls. So what would be your advice to somebody if they start getting those trolls? Like they're already super nervous, but they take the plunge and then someone starts hammering them online. And I find that TikTok is full of those trolls who like they have no profile, but they like to tell you what you're wrong about, right? How, How do you handle that?
1: Sure. One thing I recommend is don't lower your standard to make others comfortable. Keep your standard high. When you keep your standard high, especially with your content, with whatever deliverable you're delivering on social media, keep them high. When people try to meet and be fake and try to bring you down, you're going to keep your level high. Yeah. So after a while, if you were to engage and get into a fight and do all that, your future customers are watching how you interact with others, so kill them with kindness. Totally. When someone is when someone is you know let's just say being a hater, ask them a question. Why do you feel this way? Tell me, tell me, tell me what did you have at this restaurant or this experience that made it um, not great for you? And have those conversations because oftentimes people that are going to be quote unquote trolling you don't have any comeback because they don't expect someone to engage them in a positive way, in a high standard way, keep your standard high so that when you know your standards up here, you're going to find clients and customers that are going to meet you in your, in your level. Is it going to take patience? Absolutely. But once you lower your standard, you also lower the standards that of attraction. Of course you're going to attract more at a lower standard, keep your standard high, you will never have to worry too much about haters. And I just answer with emojis, you move on. Because if you're 100% authentic, nobody can bash your authenticity. You just move on for it. Just like, you know, any objections that you may see from clients.
0: Absolutely. You know, I love that because at the end of the day, <laughs> two things happen. One, you kill them with kindness. I like that aspect. Because again, you're, you're not going to lower yourself to their standards. I like that. But two it's also helping that algorithm right because there's more engagement <laughs> on the actual you know? so just realize that these guys who are taking the time to like give you that hate or, or be that troll they are actually helping you potentially put that video in somebody else's eyes that will be the one who wants to engage with you so a lot of times i just yeah same thing i'll, I'll i had one video that just went nuts with the trolls and you know I would say I was being a little controversial, right? Because I was like, Hey, why not? Like, it's going to get, it's, it's going to get some feedback. Right. And it was my views on the real estate market and why I think, you know, people need to take action in this market. And of course it was a lot of the realtors don't know what they're talking about. This guy's a scam artist. He just wants your property. And I would just respond to like, why is it that you think that? Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you watching my video. <laughs> right. And then, mm-hmm. and then, Next thing you know, just from like responding to them, I think I had like 200 comments because a few of them would try to take a wise crack back and then I would leave it at that point. And next thing you know, that video started going like it's probably one of my more watched videos. And so, folks, you, you can see that if you just engage, but you don't, if you engage, but you don't go down to their level, as, as Greg said, it's actually just helping you. <laughs>
1: so. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, a great video, and a real tourist get asked this all the time how much do i have to save to own a x amount of dollar home so i did a video recently how much do you need to save to uh, own a four hundred fifty thousand dollar home and everything is as we all know these are examples we have to share our experiences through examples and then you get lenders you know that are on tiktok that are like <laughs> you know stay in your lane you don't know what you're talking about i'm like of course, you are the expert. However, yep. we need to provide content that is going to be inspirational, that people are going to want to own homes. Where If we said, hey, this is super scary and we're not going to tell you all the secrets, that video is going to get zero views, maybe one, like oh, for my mom. Yeah. Even my mom is on TikTok watching me right now. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just sure like, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Um, but if you realize that the 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 time that you spend on answering the negative comments, you're missing out on the real comments and the real engagement that you need. So as uh, so you get any kind of trolls, just, I would say, answer, move on, answer, yep. move on.
0: Absolutely, I totally agree. You know, it, it, TikTok's definitely, it's, a, it's an interesting platform. Now, obviously, there's going to be a point in time right now. Uh, would you agree right now is still a good opportunity for organic growth then on this platform?
1: absolutely um anyone that is going to get on i'm 37 so anyone that is in their 30s 40s 50s and above get on you're going to be known as the early adapters yeah what do we what do we know about early adopters right number one they're going to be affluent people because they want to be in the know they want to be the first ones out there so are are the millionaires going to be out there want to be on tiktok before any of the general public absolutely so that's number one number two when you are an early adopter, let's think about the iPhone. Remember back in history, people stood in line (laughs) for that crappy tin iPhone.
0: It's crazy when we're thinking that's history now, but yeah, carry
1: on. (laughs) You know, we're on iPhone 12 now, but that first Mm. iPhone, people didn't care about the price. Oh, okay, people don't care about the price. Number three, the interesting thing about it as early adopters, especially with technology, we know it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be iterations of it. So the people that are going to be innovation uh, first early adopters are going to be innovators and know that maybe your video is not perfect and are going to be more receptive of it. You know, if they don't know any different. They just know that they are wanting to be in the forefront. But the last piece is the most important piece. If they like the experience, they will share it. So those are the four characteristics of early adopters. Yeah. Those are the exact four characteristics of who I want as a client. That's the magic.
0: I love it. I love it. And and the thing is too, you know, I see so many people that are always late to the game. You know what I mean? How many people are now saying, Oh my God, I need to build my Instagram account and I'm not discrediting Instagram by any means. I still focus a lot on Instagram, but right now, Instagram is a lot more pay to play now, right? It's LinkedIn with all the Facebook advertising. And so people are saying I'm struggling to grow Instagram It's because you're too late, right? When a lot, and you can still grow it, but it's gonna be a lot more arduous than jumping on something that's focused still heavily on the organic side of things. Because eventually, I mean, we're already seeing, I'm seeing more and more ads coming up on, on TikTok now. It is eventually going to get to that pay to play. Everything typically does go that route. They build it big enough to the point where they're like, great, now we don't need to worry about it. Now let's just charge, you, charge people for it. So I would say, and I know Greg would agree, if you're interested, get on it and just start experimenting. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, to my my first few videos, I was just taking a few of my old podcasting clips, just picked a 15 minute segment, threw them on there with nothing, right? Yep. And just, just to start learning how to do the app. You know, it doesn't hurt. Your, your first few videos don't get engagement. It's not gonna hurt your long-term growth, right? At the end of the day, it's it's what exactly um, Greg had mentioned with the top three things, especially with his four, is entertainment, is uh, uh education engagement and oh my goodness the fourth one. emotional
1: that has to draw some of your emotions
0: yeah yeah absolutely after this i'll be going back and taking notes myself because that's beyond TikTok. tock i'm learning from greg actually it, it's funny uh greg and i we were in a clubhouse room and he was doing some quick audits for people on our TikTok. tock and um he goes he's like i'm doing you next cameron i'm like oh God. <laughs> right,
1: like, right i was like you need to do this and this and yeah
0: yeah. And it was awesome. And you know what? I, I've taken his advice. He's like your two new hashtags that you're using all the time are Vancouver life and Vancouver real estate. So now if you look, most of my videos have that hashtag and I've noticed a lot more engagement. I've got more growth. I think since that conversation, I've gained a hundred, hundred followers now. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long ago. So I'm like, Hey, you know, there's something to this. Right. So, yes. so if you haven't listened to this podcast, again, if you've ever thought about, you know, TikTok, he's got great tips that he's giving you guys for free here that if you just engage, you'll get some growth and eventually you'll get, um, you'll get clients. Now I did get one client. Now it didn't end up, I should say I got a lead. Okay, I didn't get a client. Get a okay. Got a lead, okay. Uh, lead. It was through a TikTok video that I did, but I actually shared it to my Instagram on Reels before like Reels started penalizing that. Um, and it went more viral on, uh, on Instagram Reels. I actually got like 160,000 hits on it. And someone actually messaged me because they're like, that was hilarious, you get it, let's have a coffee. And unfortunately, she's not in a position necessarily to buy right away, but hey, I'm like, that's proof in the pudding for myself that these videos, if they're entertaining, they're educating, they they get traction. So I highly recommend going back. Now, I want to skew away from TikTok a little bit. I know, I know that's the, that's the big thing. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on out there right now in this market because we all were in the same boat as, as agents and you specifically, cause you were kind of still getting your feet wet because you were still working a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's do this. Bang, pandemic hits. And now suddenly, I mean, I don't know what it was like in the States, but in Canada at the beginning of the pandemic, they were saying, you know, homeowners be prepared. You're about to lose 18% of your value due to the COVID, you know, um, and there was all this fear that summer 2020, Everyone's going to lose half of the equity they've built up in their home over the last like a couple of years. But obviously we've seen the complete opposite, right? The market has taken off in Canada, taken off actually almost across the world. So tell me what the vibe has been like down in Las Vegas for you.
1: Yeah, I would say at the very beginning of the pandemic, everyone just didn't know. At the very beginning of the pandemic in March, I had five transactions all going on and you know, I don't have to cross <laughs> my fingers because it's all done. I did not lose any deals because of a shaky buyer or I was working with buyers, at the all shaky buyer, or I didn't have any buyers that felt like, oh, I was uncertain. Even my most cautious buyers follow through, finish through. Because at the very beginning, it's so important to pre-qualify everyone. Don't, if you're gonna start off with a client or a customer that is a little bit shaky. They're going to be, you know, rocky road by the end of the, by the, end yeah, of the journey. Absolutely. But right now the market is strong. I don't like to use the word crazy because nobody wants to work with anyone that is in a crazy <laughs> any sense. So I like to say the market is very strong. I had a listing from TikTok, uh, listed it right at the neighborhood uh, record just write a little bit under, it went 7% over yeah. and it's had seven offers, all very strong offers to start off with. But the agents that maybe have learned along the way of losing offers got the sense of, Hey, this is how we need to go in and go in strong. Yeah. So are we getting multiple offers? Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Are we able to win offers for our clients? Absolutely. just even this month I'm closing on one listing and then two buyers. So it is possible. However, you need to understand what the sellers are asking for.
0: Totally. Absolutely. I mean, there, there is a lot of transactions that are happening and I know a lot of agents out there are getting super frustrated and a lot of them, this is going to cause them to quit the business, right? Unfortunately, but there is a, a, almost a science to this at the end of the day. There's obviously some, some people, there's emotion and everything, but it's a matter of just knowing your numbers and knowing yeah, and having those conversations, mm-hmm. like you really dial it in and you can actually see the trends. And then as a buyer's agent, you can help your client buy in those trends. So that way you can still get the property. I remember with me, I had a client we lost twice because again, it was our first times out. Right. And we're like, okay, now we're seeing what that trend is. Right. We're watching where the over asks are hitting. What's the average price that it's going for? Right. And when we were watching that, by the third property we hit, bang, we got it no problem. Right. Obviously, contingency free helps because, you know, for sellers, it's a guaranteed sale in their mind. Um, and, and you want to be, you want to have that strong, well put together offer. But there was a lot of things we did in the back end that made sure that our clients were in a position. They could go in contingency free, and I think that's the biggest problem. I think probably in your your market too is a lot of agents are probably going in contingency free without the without the back end work for their clients. I'm assuming
1: you'd be surprised. So that my last, uh, my latest listing, every offer had a contingency because everyone in my market or maybe uh, I've known, be known. I tell people don't waive any contingencies. It does not protect your client. So I even share when agents are calling, my seller is one that is going to be fair. Put in your highest and best. Do not waive any contingencies. Do not. But for the, I would say the top three offers wrote something very intentional. The gap between asking price and whatever the price ended to be, that gap was that if it doesn't come in as contingent or as a uh, appraised value, they are gonna cover the cap or the gap with cash. Right. And those offers rose to the very top because those Absolutely. had the minimal risk. So- uh, well, You know risk.
0: you know, the buyers are able to do the ready, willing, and able, and they've got the cash if need be. So it's much much less risky.
1: Absolutely. And one of the things that I would say, I my team have been able, here's a secret, if, let's say your market is trending, as we're talking about trends, trending 10% over ask. Well, let's just say when we are talking about commissions or in the in terms of apples, the listing, uh, the seller is paying three apples to the listing agent, three apples to the buyer's agent. Yeah. Instead of paying 10% over ask, why not cover the entire basket of apples and right. only put in 4% above as well yeah. as give them a 60 day lease back. This way you're going to protect your uh, appraised value from going over because you're now not, you're worried about the seller's net. And when the yeah. buyer has the perfect marriage with the seller, that's when the magic happens um, and we get things done.
0: Well, and, and that's, that's being a realtor right there. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who are out there who are just facilitating, right? They're just drafting an offer, throwing it in. But here's Greg coming up with solutions for his buyers to not have to go crazy on multiple offers and still get the deal because they're providing opportunities for sellers to sit and think, well, that's a little different. I kind of like that. You know what I mean? So that's, that's being a realtor. That's actually being a proactive solution provider. And really, that's what we get paid for. We get paid for providing solutions to people for their problems at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. Um, Okay. So, you know, obviously I do respect your time and I want to make sure I get you out because I know you are a busy, busy guy, but I want to talk a little bit about growing a team with TikTok. We're going to bring it back to TikTok now. Okay. Let's do it. This, this was like super, when you said this a few, uh, like a month or so ago, and I'm like, wait a second, you're growing your team through TikTok too. Like, boom, not only is he picking up leads, he's actually picking up agents who want to work with him and utilize the secrets he's created to grow their business. And now you're just, you're expanding. You said something to the fact that you don't take deals now, unless they're like a million dollars, you've got a team to handle stuff. You've got leasing people. So tell me how you've been growing that utilizing one TikTok and how you're helping them grow through TikTok.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll share with you when an agent is approaching me. Hey, Greg, I saw you on TikTok. I want to learn a little bit about your team. I'm like, beautiful. Let's book a meeting. When they book a meeting with me, I share with them, you're going to have three goals, not just one, three. You're going to have foremost a TikTok goal because as we know, when you're building your audience or your database, we'll go back to that database aspect. When you're growing that, you know, you're growing a solid foundation for your business. So here's a TikTok follower or friends goal. We like to say friends instead of followers. Number two production goal, you know, like based off of understanding the team, uh, how much you want to make in production. And then the third one is going to be a personal goal. When you set three goals, you're bound to hit one, two, or three sooner rather than later. Right. The first one, you're setting a follower, a friend goal, because if you're growing that, that means I know you're putting intention and work behind your social media, because that is going to be the only prospecting you are going to do instead of spending three hours on the phone cold calling following up everything social media think about it as your new crf no longer do you need to know their name their phone number their email they they elected to jump into your database and say yeah. i want to watch you cool so you're building that the last uh, the goal of the personal goal is I want to see where they want to uh, expand, where they want to grow. So uh, one of my agents, I want to get my property management license. I'm like, okay, wrote it down, held uh, the agent accountable to it. One said I want to leave my full-time job and do real estate full-time. Wrote that down. Yeah. So as we have our week one-on-one, we meet uh, in person or virtual, or even now, at restaurants that we're doing our TikToks at. <laughs> we're just now meeting on a regular basis to build our business, not just real estate, but we're building our business. So I first started with kind of like a, this is probably the most salesy thing I did. I threw a 15 second video. Hey, are you in Las Vegas or Henderson, which is a suburb of Las Vegas? Are you uh, interested in becoming a real estate agent? I'm looking for five agents to join my team. If you're interested, drop me, the word me, M-E, in the comments, 300 comments later.
0: <laughs> and
1: I'm like, and, I, and here's the thing, this is how you filter the good ones out. Mm-hmm. You start having canned messages on responding to all of them yep. and give them instructions of how to apply to get an interview. If they right. follow everything through, which only two agents out of about 300 comments did everything, you've made it through the test of following right. through, and it's more of a test of attention to detail. So i building a team. Once people started seeing that, oh, I have a team, more agents wanted to join. And then my last agent, his name is uh, Chris, Chris Brown. He's on Clubhouse. He heard me speak on clubhouse and he was an agent we met for coffee at starbucks it took a little convincing for him to join the team because he was already a uh seasoned agent his license number he started at the same time as i did his license number uh in the state of nevada is only 12 away number wise (laughs) from my number so you guys were like licensed
0: basically at the same time
1: he took the elevator down as i took the elevator up to hand in my application that's how i felt (laughs) Yeah. So now that he is seasoned, my next five agents, I'm still looking for agents to join my team. Five agents are going to be a mix of new as well as seasoned agents to really balance the team. But I'm looking for unique. I want people to say, wow, Greg's real estate team is very unique. One thing that I'm still missing on my team is Spanish speaking. One thing that I'm missing. It's shocking is, considering
0: you're down in Nevada.
1: I know. I, I, I either am not hanging out with the right crowd. I don't know, but I'm just like, but I want to hit more you know, taco bars. I think so. I think so. Like more Taco Tuesdays or more right? uh, <laughs> just restaurants, right? But I think one of the cool and I have a few right now in, in in the back burner. They are getting their testing. They're doing all of that, but I want to build a all Spanish tiktok real estate tiktok because oh, okay. why why tap into uh, english speaking when you can do spanish speaking only because i don't see that out there maybe maybe it's already out there i just don't see it so i want to you, you, basically you
0: engage with it so it's not on your for you
1: <laughs> pretty much like i just know you know the basics right like you yeah. know uh conversation hola. But yeah hola como estás? uh i also want to uh, really round out culturally within yeah. my team so I would love someone that is Indian descent because my client base I actually have a good client base right now that are uh, of Indian descent and I'd be like wouldn't it be great if I had someone that I can build from a culture showing the Indian culture here yeah. in Las Vegas and what that looks like
0: totally yeah
1: and then my ultimate test this is my ultimate test Instead of building a span, all Spanish TikTok channel, I call it a channel because it is a channel. Totally is to is to attract a agent that is deaf or mute that has to do oh, sign language yeah. a sign language only TikTok because when you're doing sign language, most likely you're not going to worry about how you sound, how you look, or anything. You're just going to. Yeah have sign language. And I want to build that because that would be the ultimate test of how I've been able to grow my team very organically and in a way that is going to be super niche that I, I could never, there's a huge um, uh, deaf and mute population here in Las Vegas. I see them. I just don't yeah. know. right? Totally. How do I engage? So I want to Absolutely. actually find a real estate that agent person, and help yeah. them build that ultimate, just not someone that does it you no, casually, I want to build the hardest team I've ever built here in Las Vegas. So you, lots of, ex- you know, lots of exciting things.
0: You know what I really like about that whole concept is that almost does sound very Vegas. You know what I mean? Like it, it's very different. It's very unique. It's it's in a sense, it's like, it's loud. It's going to be out there. You're doing some things that no other realtor is doing. And to me, that's just like a Vegas show at the end of the day, you know, it's, you don't see that anywhere else except for Vegas. You go to Vegas for that reason and you're building that team that almost aligns with the market that you're in as well, in a lot of ways. Very much. So I think that's very, very cool. And I don't know if a lot of people have necessarily picked up on that, but as you're saying it, I'm like, man, I could just imagine all of you guys in a room, that's a Vegas show right there, all doing TikTok and all these things. (laughs) It's fantastic, you know?
1: Yeah, so like right now, uh, I've gotten to a point where I've strategically partnered with... uh, other influencers and other companies in Las Vegas because I have a team. I do a lot of restaurants. So here's the secret. I've I've seen that. I don't know
0: how you keep your figure with all those restaurants.
1: (laughs) You know what? You just got to keep going all over and drinking a lot of green tea, of course. No Uh, kidding. The uh, exciting thing about it is that imagine I use TikTok as a coaching mechanism, kind of going back to how to build a team. I use TikTok as a way of coaching. If someone is saying, hey, I'm committed to doing one to two TikToks a day, meaning spend three hours on one video, two videos, that's your prospect. If you fail to do one video, that means you didn't prospect that day. And it's okay if you didn't prospect. Yeah. But just in my mind, I share this with all my agents. You just told me you took, you took a sick day. Yeah, Totally fine. Everyone gets sick. However, if you can't handle one 15 second video, how are you going to handle a client? that is not just going to take you 15 seconds or three hours. It's going to take you maybe two, three months. Exactly. So for myself, this is all a stamina. Let's build up the stamina. If I said to you, Hey Cameron, all you have to do is do three, three TikToks every single day. And never have to worry about business ever again. And you can build a team very naturally and just do three TikToks. When do you want to build three TikToks?
0: would so be super simple because if that's all you're doing you've got time 15 seconds that's all i'm doing right now time in the morning
1: all i'm all i'm doing so um uh, i share this because i'm the living example of putting the time and building an entire lifestyle of what real estate what modern day real estate agents are doing it's yeah. no longer cold calling is no longer door knocking i don't want to knock on the door to get my attention of the homeowners i want to knock on their phone be in their house already so when they feel like well, oh i feel like i need to go
0: this and, is the attention to watch the right here this is where people's attention is almost all the time so you're doing exactly that they're not even home half the time they're literally just walking down the street on their phone and you are now strictly in their face so you are going where the attention is so
1: and, and the the fun thing about doing TikToks and people and the first fertile. After they feel like, oh, I got on the TikTok, I did a few, I got some engagement. I'm out of ideas. You don't run out of ideas. That's like not seeing the opportunities and possibilities of seeing potential clients. If you are in real estate, you have to look for those opportunities, those possibilities of engagement. So what do I try to do? Think of ways. I don't even show houses on my TikTok. I don't do that. So I have an agent that is on my team. All he does is do a lot of real estate. It works for him. That's his style. But he's also the youngest one on the team. But being the youngest one on the team at 23, his first deal was a million dollar cash buyer. If I'm, I'm telling you, and I have another agent, Chris, just got a million dollar lead off of TikTok of all places, coming from Canada. So and there you go.
0: So it's, it's because like, you know, obviously I was kind of making the joke that we were watching what's happening down the states during the pandemic. Now we're looking at envy because we see all of you guys all open back up and we're still in lockdown while we're talking right now. So it went from, oh and to, oh <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and that, I was like, I've never done an international transaction. I was like, uh, Lender, tell me a little bit more. She's like, uh, I haven't really done many either. So let's learn together. Absolutely. There you go. So if They're you're in Canada and you want to own in the States, you have to open a bank account, you can still buy, you have to open a bank account, minimum down is going to be 20% or 25 to get more preferred rates, you have to prepay your mortgage, all of that stuff. So it's all a possibility. So it's um, how I built my team is I align my goals with my team's goals. And if I see them align, like property management, so because we now have uh, an agent with property management uh, certification, we are starting a property management wing to Beautiful. the group. Beautiful. And because I've done that, it's like, I know that is rolling. Commercial is just knocking at my door yep. just this week alone. Two commercial clients. Just, I have never, I don't even advertise commercial uh, properties or commercial real estate on my TikTok, but they're like, oh, we saw your TikTok. We just want to reach out to see, can we get an office space? Can we get um, a space for our nonprofit?
0: Things like that. Well, it's so they interesting. You, they see based on your TikTok that you know Las Vegas, because I mean, obviously, I've seen your stuff, and you're promoting a lot of like, check out this restaurant, check out this area to hang out, check out this part of Vegas. So I think that's where the commercial aspect. They're like, man, this guy knows Las Vegas, so that's why you start expanding there and having that commercial. And again, there's nothing wrong. You get that agent that's in there. Next thing you know. You're becoming like an omni. Um, what's what I'm looking for, like omnipresent kind of realtor that has all those divisions covered. So if someone says, "Hey, can you do this?" Yes, we got you covered. No problem, right? Because why touch yeah. on business?
1: <laughs> exactly. And the the great thing is, like, uh, I would like to get into commercial, but right now it's not in the cards. Right now, I'm still growing my team. I am looking at ten agents and determining. Who is the future leader of my organization? So over the next uh, year or so, just really saying, hey, who is in it for the long haul? Who actually wants a stake in the business? Because we're growing... I've shared with everyone, I'm growing a team up in Reno, Nevada, which is a northern part of the state, then hopefully in California, as well as Arizona to cover that. And, you know, the sky's the limit at the moment. Oh, here's the thing. I'm building a second TikTok account. Here's the secret. I'm building a second TikTok account. we here folks, first, guys. <laughs> first, it, breaking news. Breaking news. A second TikTok account where I have signed up in my lender. She is uh, 60 years old. She is my lender because I'm I'm uh, an extrovert. I'm all over the place. She keeps me calm, but she has a lot of great stories. And our friend Glenda Baker is my inspiration. I basically want to do an interview style, um, yeah. share stories, and build a lead generating TikTok truly generating where I'm not the face of it, but I am the engine that receives all of the pre-qualified buyers coming through. So if, and instead of spending, let's just say X amount of dollars on buying leads, why don't you just spend an extra hundred bucks on your phone on a monthly plan, create a second TikTok account, have someone else shoot it. Someone at my brokerage will shoot it you do all the editing. So, for sitting down for one to two hours, you can get maybe uh, a couple of weeks of content, have your lender be part of the process. And ultimately, I want to be that person that provides so much or so many leads, qualified leads to my team, where my team is going to feel a little bit more relaxed. Totally. And their account is going to grow because they feel like they now know exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, so, it's, There's so many ways that you can grow this. And
0: Uh, I love it. Well, it's funny too. The whole Glenda Baker thing. Like, I've been watching her TikToks. And uh, obviously, my teen lead, uh, she won't let me want, she won't want me saying her age here. But um, she, oh, did I lose it there, Greg? Oh, sorry. Uh, I had a call come in. No worries. I'm back. I'm back. This, This is the best part, folks. If you're listening to this, obviously, like, sitting at a Starbucks right now, he's taking the time out of his day for this. Absolutely appreciate that. But yeah, that whole Glenda Baker style, you know, I I was showing my team leader Kelly that and I said, listen, I know you are not good. Like you don't like this. I said, let's do this. Let's just interview you. Cause when, like, when I see her being interviewed with no, like, like she doesn't have to script it. She just starts going. It's great content. But as soon as she thinks she has to script it, she's like, so then the mortgage would be this amount, right? So we started doing that. We've put out our first, I think four or five videos on her TikTok and they've been just awesome. Like I'm loving them. And I'm like, this is, this is, this. so, you know, the so you can get inspiration from anywhere and TikTok's an amazing way that you can get inspiration from what other realtors are doing. And it's not shameful to actually kind of copy it. You know what I mean? That's kind not of how TikTok has been built is on someone doing a dance and saying, I want to do that. <laughs> you know? And in our case, our dance is just, you know, marketing, showing what we know, it's entertainment, it's, it's education. It's all of that. Um, obviously we're, we're, we're running out of time here, but I want two more questions from you. Uh, Sounds good. One I ask every single person on the podcast, and then we're going to have a little bit of a fun one here as well. So, first one is: What is that one book that you would recommend to anyone that has been very inspirational in your life? What's that one book you would highly recommend somebody reads?
1: Five love languages.
0: Five love languages, and tell us, yeah,
1: that. And so why that is. And I, I don't even remember the uh, author. It is a way of keeping yourself grounded in your life when you are surrounded with people that you love sometimes you forget how to show your love how you receive your the way that you want to receive love and whether it's through friendship relationship and whatnot you want to be able to say hey maybe buying gifts is not how someone wants to show their love my love language how i like to receive love is quality time and words of affirmation to so say hey greg you're doing a great job or hey Uh, I wanted to spend time with you doing nothing. That's how I like to receive that love. And why that is so important, it just makes you more aware of how you can communicate, not just like romantically, but how you can uh, communicate with others. So Love Languages, that was a pivotal book that changed my life during the time of me in my corporate job to now as a real estate agent.
0: Awesome, awesome. And you know, at the end of the day, it's totally transcribed into the real estate world as well, because we need to learn how our clients like to be treated as well,
1: right? Absolutely, absolutely.
0: It's it's totally, I, I've read the book. It's phenomenal. Again, folks, you know, the big thing I'm, you know, always trying to talk about on this podcast is just education. That's what we're here to do is help you get inspired and find education. That book is amazing. You can pick it up on Amazon. I'm, I'm a big fan of listening to books because nowadays when you're in the, in the car, you might as well utilize that time well. Right. So go on audible, download that, anything like that. And the last question I have for you is if I'm coming down to Vegas and you know, there's always, always, there's so much to do down there, but a lot of it's really canned for the tours. And I want to, I want to get that real Vegas experience that you wouldn't get if you're like going through all the normal channels, what would you recommend as that one restaurant or that one experience that, you know, someone should do that's maybe off the strip, that would just give them that Vegas experience.
1: Okay, so I have two. So All let's right, talk yes. about um, experiences. There is a, a hike that is located in Boulder City. It is of railroad tunnels. So this is a three-mile flat hike that takes you through old railroad tunnels that help build the Hoover Dam. So these are caves. They're bats. It's a nice little walk, but it oversees the entire um, lake Mead, uh, a, uh, a lake that was created uh, from the Colorado River. You realize, am I in Vegas? This is something that will take you so far away. Well, now that I'm thinking about nature, you got to head up to Mount Charleston because we're also less than an hour away from snow. And during the summer months, you can actually ride the ski lifts. I put a TikTok, I put a video on my Instagram reels as well.
0: Everyone just thinks Vegas is just desert. So that's, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. So I love going to do hikes and stuff like that. There is even um, a natural hot springs called Arizona hot springs, just on the Arizona side, less than 15 minutes from uh, uh, like Vegas proper that you can hike for a couple hours. And it's natural hot springs that are built by Boy Scouts and there's five tubs And each tub gets hotter and hotter because the closer it is to the hot spring, the hotter it is. So I have a lot of of things. So I'm sorry, I gave you three things to do. One restaurant that is now back open is called Divine Cafe. Divine Divine Cafe. Cafe is located at the Desert Springs Preserve. The Desert Springs Preserve is our version of the zoo. And you're like, what, we're going to a zoo? No. This is the ultimate restaurant that will give you a different point of view of the entire Vegas Valley from a different point of view because it's located inside a residential neighborhood. There's a terrace that overlooks the entire Vegas Strip that you normally would not see on any calendar whatsoever. And leading up to the cafe, you see all of the renewable energies that Las Vegas has in store. The entire parking lot is full of solar panels, everything is all about renewable energy. You see wind turbines, you see water energy, everything. It gives me really great insight of what Vegas has to come in the years, in right. the future.
0: That's awesome. I love that. So we've got three destinations to check out and a restaurant. So we, we, got, we got more out of them than we were in, uh, <laughs> anticipating. But, you know, that's, that's what I love too. You know, when I go and travel to places, there's so much tourist trap stuff that's extremely expensive for no reason. And yet, if you just like Find someone who's a local. They can bring you to these spots where you know they go and experience true Vegas or true whatever the location is. So I appreciate that, Greg. Um, you know I'm looking forward to the chance that I get down to Vegas, meet you actually face to face. Maybe you can take me to Divine Cafe. Maybe we can go for a hike one of those days too. Yes. Uh, you know Let's I, do I, it. I'm, I'm I've been pent up for too long. I'm looking forward to getting out of Canada for a little bit. And Vegas is always just a, an easy one that we can go down to. And it's awesome having these connections. Again, Clubhouse has really expanded our network that I can go to so many different cities now and I know people there now, which is phenomenal. Um, but Greg, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast, taking time out of your day. Um, I know you're extremely busy between, you know, today you were running around in multiple different restaurants and, and filming for TikTok as well as being a realtor, as well as running a team. like I said, he's sitting at Starbucks right now for us just getting this done where the best Wi-Fi was. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I will link his TikTok in the show notes. So make sure you guys go and hit him up. If he's not at 100,000 by the time this is dropped, get him to 100,000. And if not, let's push him past that. Like, honestly, I think he deserves to go for that million. So thank you so much, Greg.
1: Thank you so much, Cameron. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone.
0: And for everyone else, thank you so much for listening in today. This is another episode of the Manning Up on Real Estate Podcast. Don't forget, if you're not already a subscriber, make sure you hit us up, hit that subscribe button, and feel free to leave us a rating. If you love this episode, make sure you guys go give us that five-star rating. We do appreciate it, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.